I still find these numbers absolutely staggering. One month into the invasion of Ukraine, 3.7 million people have fled the war. 3.7 million people. Mostly to, I mean, to neighboring countries and beyond, most of them to Poland, about 2.1 million. Millions more are displaced inside the country. UNICEF estimates now that half of Ukrainians' kids or Ukraine's kids have been displaced by this war. The work to try to meet humanitarian needs inside the country is massive. The director for Hungry at Life International, Chad Martz, is from Chilliwack. He and his wife are now in Western Ukraine working hard to try to help those in need inside the country and save lives. He joins me now from Western Ukraine. Chad Martz, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back, Ben. I guess, I mean, we've watched the the flow of people leaving the country simply climb, you know, to nearly 4 million now, if not slightly uh, right around it. Uh, from inside, what has the last few weeks been like and where, how is it evolving? Yeah, so the the initial influx of people was just, it was so huge. Um, And I guess over the the next few weeks, I think communities had a little bit more time to um, to, to put up some shelters and to get supplies for, for people. And, uh, we're no different because, uh, I think when we spoke last, we had networked with, um, um, you know, 10 different churches that were supplying, um, you know, food and, uh, supplies to them. Uh, and so what, what had transpired, you know, since then they're, they're not at hundred percent capacity, but we are preparing for that second wave. Uh, of refugees who are coming out of the, uh, you know, the cities that have been bombarded and unable to, to, to get out. And so we are, we are preparing for that. Um, and so it might not be uh, as many people at this time. We, uh, we're certainly um, preparing for the influx of people. I was going to say, because there are still tens of thousands of people trapped in Mariupol that will have to, I imagine, at some point, we hope, get out. Um, there are other areas such as Kiev where things are are getting, are still touch and go when it comes to safety. Um, what have been the challenges so far? What remain the challenges in trying to help people fleeing the fighting? The, the challenges is, 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 is having people be able to get into those areas to help people to, uh, you know, actually flee. So, um, yeah, you're, you're finding people having to make really hard decisions. Some just can't and their families need to stay with them, even though it could, you know, very well mean certain death. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very complicated. It's very desperate. Um, and I, 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 I don't know if I can articulate that enough. It's, it's, um, you know, it's day by day here, but each day that passes, it's more and more desperate for those people who have not been able to get out of those areas. I guess, I guess I think we've talked about this with others as well on the Polish border, that, that all those who were in, a, were in a position to leave quite easily left early, all those who could leave but had nowhere to go then left after them, and now we're trying to help those, as you mentioned, who aren't in a position to move or have a much more difficult time fleeing the fighting. What can be done, what more needs to be done to help them? Well, I mean, there's uh, more more transports, but you know, for for us, um, that we're we're working more specifically of getting aid to people who are unable to to flee, and that's been a a, a very large challenge. But um, you know, we've been working in Ukraine for for 18 years. I feel like it's been a um, you know an absolute sprint over this last month, 
And so, you know, being able to secure food within the country and having the large network that we have here, we've been able to um, have food go to 30 different distribution points. And that's been about 20 different, um, uh, 20 to 40 foot trucks and like 180 um, you know, sprinter vans have been able to make it to these different locations. So some of the challenges are actually getting into those. And so uh, what we've been able to do is get the food to some of the larger cities. And then from there, having a network that you have smaller vehicles picking up supplies and food and then taking it, you know, into the conflict areas. I mean, I've had a video, I've had the drivers come back here um, to to show what it was like to even get into the areas. They're driving through fields where there's tanks on either side and they're distributing food when there's bombs going off right in, in behind them and people aren't even flinching. It's just become, you know, more of the reality. And so, yes, it's a complication to um, to get food into areas, but we've got such an incredible team and, and volunteers that are willing to risk their lives, literally, to be able to get food to people. Still, you said last time you were making life and death decisions about where to send stuff. Is that still the case or do you have enough? Oh, Ben, no, it's, I mean, I, I if you would see, I, I don't have tears anymore because we've, we've cried them all out. The emotions, it's a little bit more stoic for myself because we've become more accustomed to it, but the need hasn't, uh, the, the need has only increased because you have people who are trapped there and they have no access to, uh, to food. And so, again, we, we purchased canned meat today. Uh, we, we made an order for two weeks from now, but we don't have the resources to go and purchase that yet. Um, we have drivers who are risking their lives to come out of the conflict zone to the warehouses that we have in the west and central part of the country. And sometimes we can only fill it to 80% capacity because there's just been such an increase in need across this country. We were really focused more on the refugees coming from and to the west area, but since the need continued to increase in the central part and now into the conflict zones, we've had to put more of our resources into that. Looking ahead, what do, what do you worry most about looking ahead? You talked about another wave coming. Uh, where do your concerns lie right now for what lies ahead in the next few weeks, next month? Uh, it's, it's the... Uh, I mean, that's... I mean, where do you even start with it? It's Right now, it's the people who just can't get out. And they have no access to food. And again, the, the, the information that we're getting directly from people who are even coming through our homes that we're hosting ourselves, let alone, you know, in community centers, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's like one of those movies being played out, but this is people's realities. And I, I don't want to go into graphic detail into what uh, people are, are sharing about what they're experiencing. I don't know how much more of a concern than what it's already right here right now. So it's not so much like in the future, the concern is here and it's now, and we need to be able to address and have the resources to be able to do so. Chad Martz, thank you again. Um, and we'll continue to talk to you and check in and make sure and see what you're doing. Obviously doing great work, dangerous work and life-saving work right now in, a, in very difficult circumstances. And you're right. I'm curious, you know, sprints are tough. This feels like it's going to be a bit of a marathon and we have to plan for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we are planning for, you know, longer term as well. But again, we're very focused on the the immediate. And um, just to mention, Ben, to just the, the organization that I work for is called Hungry for Life. And um, just so people are aware, if they don't know of our organization, 100% of what's given goes directly to the to the project. We don't take an administrative fee. 
Um, and so what what's coming in is directly going out into the fuel to fuel the vehicles to get to it to the east into the conflict zones and directly into the hands of the people who so desperately need it. So again, thank you people um, from Canada who have contributed. And again, just, I know it's spring break back home, but there's no break here, you know, in Ukraine with the, the war. And so, um, yeah, we just continue to not ask, but plead for uh, continued assistance here. Again, Chad, thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate it, Ben. Thanks for the opportunity.